0: Good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for our Zion Travelle's prayer and impartation call. Uh, Pray that you all are doing well. Pray that you slept well. Pray that uh, all is well with you and with your family. All is well with me. All is well with my family. Uh, God is good, and we give him glory, honor, and praise. Uh, I don't know why today is Tuesday, Um, but it feels like it's been a while since we've been together. (laughs) I know we were just together on Thursday, um, but for some reason it feels as if it's been longer than that. So uh, I have missed you all. Uh, Please know that I do carry you in my heart and in my spirit, and I'm always uh, praying with you and for you. I always like to say that every time I pray, I pray for you, and it is true. It is absolutely true. Many of you I know by name. And some of you are don't, and sometimes I uh, come back and I'm able to pull up the uh, log um, just to get the names of the people that I don't know, um, so that I can pray for you. So I just want you all to know that I am, I love you, and I am constantly praying with you and for you. Um, something that I'm praying about, and maybe you all can um, just kind of give me some feedback, uh, maybe send me an email. Do not send me a message on social media, um, but if you could send a, an email to the ministry, just if you have some feedback on it. I'm just trying to pray and get the mind of the Lord on what to do. I feel as if um, on Tuesday, really Tuesdays and thursdays i I take a lot of time to teach because teaching is important to me making sure that what we are praying about, you have a biblical understanding and a biblical foundation. And also it is important to me um, as a minister to teach the word of God, but this is a prayer ministry. And so I'm starting to feel like I'm doing more teaching than I am doing praying. Originally I would Teach for the first fifteen minutes, and then I would pray the last fifteen minutes, and we would be done at six thirty. Um, and that was the pattern for a long time. And then I don't know. I just kind of got into this. Uh, this not I don't want to say a rut, <laughs> but I kind of got in a vein of doing this teaching, and I feel like I'm doing more teaching than I am praying. And I really want to pray. I know that when people come to this line. They come to this line for prayer. For those of you that's been with us for a while, I know you come to this line because you want to hear the word and you want to pray. Um, so I'm just trying to decide um, if I need to change the format, kind of try to go back to the 15 minutes of word, 15 minutes of prayer, or if I just need to designate another day Um for prayer, like another, um, like a Friday night or Wednesday or Wednesday night, or, or something like that, so that um, I, I, I don't want to. I feel right now that I'm doing a disservice by taking so much time. Not a disservice. It can never be a disservice to teach the word of God. But I feel like I'm not being fair to those who really come to this line for prayer. Um, but again, my battle is you, prayers are ineffective without the word of God. If you do not know why you are praying what you are praying, and if you do not have the scriptural reference, understanding and revelation of why you are praying, then you will pray myth. So teaching you first is essential to me, uh, but I do feel as if I'm taking too much time. So um, I would love to hear your feedback if you all think that maybe we should just break it up, go back to, like, 1515. I don't know how I've gotten into these 45-minute, 50-minute sessions. It it wasn't like that in the beginning, Um, but – you know, the Holy Spirit just has a lot to say through me, and uh, I take ownership of just kind of being long winded. So, I'd love to hear your feedback if you all think maybe another day. And this wouldn't be a prayer day; it would just be a Bible study day, um, and it would most likely be um, in the evening time one day um, during the week. I'm thinking about Fridays, but with my travel schedule, I don't I don't know how uh, sufficient that would be. Um, so, I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, so with that, God bless you for everyone that has just come on. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I want to talk to you this morning about uh, the Holy Spirit for the next couple of uh, times that we come together. I want to talk to you. I'll, I'll be teaching on the Holy Spirit. I don't know this morning how much of the Holy Spirit I'm actually going to get into and may have to because I want to. I want to lay a foundation first. Um, so we may get to the Holy Spirit on Thursday and then pick him up, really, really picking up on, on the following Tuesday. So just stay with us. I want to start by talking about um, having the the Holy Spirit and understanding the will of God. Um, one of the things that we have to understand about the Holy Spirit, and I do have a lot to dig into this morning, but I want to say this as a, a, a preference, um, one of the things that we have to understand about the Holy Spirit is this. Remember, you have to remember that we are in a kingdom. Um, Jesus is the king. He is the king of kings. The Bible says that when he came, He comes on the scene, the first thing that he, comes, he came preaching was that the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, when he said that the kingdom of God is at hand, he was saying the kingdom is here. I have come to bring you the kingdom. Now, whenever there is a, whenever there is a kingdom, and whenever there is a king, um, whenever the king is present, whenever the king is present, there is no need for there to be another king because the king is there, right? If because we're in America, sometimes it's hard for us to understand the, um, the dynamics of a kingdom. But wherever the king goes, the king represents his kingdom. And if he's there, even if he has a son, that son would not be the king. That son would be the prince because there can only be one king. Now, Whenever the king wants, if a king, so a king has his domain, and then it is the mind of a king to have, um, to have, um, we'll call them countries or regents or sects, and it is the mind of the king for those, um, countries to mirror the country of the king, the kingdom of the king. And in order for that to happen, in order for that to happen, the king will usually send a representative to the new countries to teach the subjects, to teach the citizens of that kingdom, to teach them the way of the king, to teach them the way of the governing kingdom. I I hope this is making sense to you all. And so what has happened with the Holy Spirit? Jesus says to us that it is important that he would go away, because when he would go away, he would send another. He would send the governor. The governor. The governor is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's uh, job is not just to give us goosebumps. It is not just to uh, make us, give us the power to cast out demons. Although these things are true, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is really that of the governor. The governor is the person who teaches and who enforces the laws of the king of of the country they represent. Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense to you? And so I want to get into that concept. I just wanted to lay that put that out there to you. I'm not going to get into it a lot today, but I want to Uh, get your mind going in that way so that we can begin to understand and and think of the Holy Spirit in a way that perhaps we have not before. I want to start uh, with you understanding how the Holy Spirit helps you understand the will of God. All of us, Always, we we want to know what the will of God is. And God has made it so that um, if you read your Bible, you know that you can't get answers for everything you want. Every single thing you want is not, the answer is not in the Bible specifically. It's just some things that God did not talk about. We need to get some help on that. And the way that God has made us, we're made for God's pleasure. And God has wired certain things in our heart so that one way of finding out what his purpose for your life is is to connect with the desires of your heart. Now, there's one thing that we have to realize, brothers and sisters, is that we live in a culture that is very self-centered. It's fueled by instant everything. I want it, I want it all and I want it now. And the reality, brothers and sisters, is that this is not a good culture, it's not a good environment to be a godly person because God doesn't give it all, and he doesn't give it all now. He gives it all, but he doesn't give it all now. And that's the dilemma because in the world you want everything up front. So there's a challenge with Our generation—it is that we're very me-centered, very self-centered, and so community and responsibility is broken down. And there is a prevailing culture, and that prevailing culture is: it's all about me. It's all about what I want to do. It's all about what I want to get. How can I? How can I get ahead? Uh, the Bible reminds us of this, tells us that in the last days we would be in uh, perilous times. The Bible says, and write this down, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, this also, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, the Bible says, turn away. For of this sort, are they which crept into houses and led captive silly women laden with sin, led away with diverse love, ever learning and never able, come, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Jonas and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men. So we are living in, we're living in the last days, brothers and sisters. Um, And that's very important for us to know. Um, The Bible says, uh, it talks about, you know, so many things. Uh, Men being lovers of their own selves and more than lovers of God and You know, it's just a lot um, that we have to realize is happening right now. Um, But when we have a desire, so when we have a desire to do something, it's important for us to make sure that our desires, our will, that which we are desiring is something that God desires for us. Because when you have a, when you will something, when you have a desire for something, God often will give you the desires of your heart. That's why it's important for you to make sure that you're desiring what He desires for you. Because we will desire something. But it's not God's will for us, but God will give it to us because we desire it. And then we're crying because of all of the backlash and the hell that has proceeded from our own desires. So we've got to make sure that what we're desiring is what God is desiring for us. There's so many passages of scripture. Um, There's so many examples in the Bible where, um, People wanted they followed their desire and they followed their heart, but it ended with disaster because it was not the will of god does that does that make sense um the bible to, and i'll just give you a couple of i 'll give you a couple of examples real quick uh for you to to just to kind of uh write down i mean there's so many uh there's so many examples uh uh I talked to you last week about um, about Abraham and Sarah, and uh, you know we talked about that. Uh, they decided that they was going to help God, and, and we're still dealing with that issue, that's problem now. Them trying to help God, um, but then remember Israel. Um, Israel desired a king. They wanted a king like everybody else. They ended up with Saul. Um, they got the king that they desired, but. They had years of sorrow and conflict and pain and problems because they desired, because of what they desired. They got what they they got what they desired, but they didn't get the will of God. Do you understand that? Um, remember Isaiah. Um, Isaiah desired the priesthood. He, you know, he 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 was he was a king, but he said, you know what? It would be better if I would be a priest. If I would be able to sacrifice, well, that's not what God calls him to be. But he got so. But he got the desire. He desired to be a priest, and then what happened to him? Uh, we know that he ended up, up his life in leprosy, in defeat. He, mm-hmm. he was trying. He desired something that was not what God intended for him. I just. I want you to see the pattern. Um, there's a, a story of Josiah. Um, Josiah. Um, and for those of you, um, see, you want to write these down. So um, Abraham is in Genesis 16. Saul and Israel is in First Samuel 12. Um, Josiah is in Second uh, Chronicles. Second Chronicles uh, 30, 35. I want to make sure I give you these scriptures for that. Um, Josiah, what happened with Josiah? Josiah wanted to go down. He wanted to get into a fight. Now, Josiah was a good man. The Bible says he was a godly man. He brought revival to the nation. Josiah had victory after victory, but he wanted to get involved in a fight that wasn't his, and the king said, this is not your fight, stay out of it, but because he had a desire, he desired to go into battle, he went, and you know what happened to him? He had a premature death because of his desire, because his desire did not match the will of God for his life. He, he missed what God was saying because his desire was not tempered or balanced by finding what God wanted and this is where many of us get into trouble we do not balance our desire with what God wants for us Um, remember even Gehazi uh, remember uh, Elijah's servant Gehazi he wanted he had a desire and he had a desire to be rewarded for his ministry and so uh, when Elijah had, had did that great work um with um with um, who was it who went and, and stepped in the he told him to go into the and go into the river and dip seven time name it um and and so uh he, he wanted to get something out of the deal and so he said you know what I should get something so he he went and got uh went out to the Syrians, when Elijah wasn't there, he followed them and said, listen, we need some money. You need to sow back into our ministry. Now, Elijah wasn't telling him to do that. This was his own desire. And so he said, you need to give us some money. Now, they gave him the money, but he also got leprosy. He He got the money, but he got the leprosy. His desire brought him leprosy and shame, not only on him, but on his entire family. And so we've got to be careful, brothers and sisters, um, about having these desires that are not tempered by the will of God. We've got to connect with God in such a way, and this is where I want to I you know, really kind of teach you and lead you, you know, how prayer and having a relationship with the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and instruction for uh what the what God desires for you. Um so the Bible tells us I have other examples but I I don't want to belabor the point. I I think you all got that. The Bible tells us in Ephesians, this is our this is our scripture. Ephesians uh chapter 5 verse 15. It says See that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. This is, so, this is so good. This is so good. He, he's telling us to make sure that we walk wisely, that we not walk as fools. He's talking to Christians, brothers and sisters. He tells us to be wise, to redeem the time because the days are evil. In other words, what he's saying is this is how you run your life. And he's saying this is what I want you to do. I don't want you to run your life like a fool. What is a foolish person? A foolish person is a person who who, who needs understanding. They they don't understand. They don't have the, They don't understand the importance of the time. They they waste time. They waste your time. They waste investing in things. And so he's saying, don't be like that. He's saying don't be unwise because these are the people who do not know what the will of God is, but to be to, to to be unwise is to be without a mind it's to be ignorant it's to to not have any idea what the will of God is. you understand that, and he's saying don't be unwise i I, I want you to have to, to, to understand and to have insight what the will of God is for you, all right? So he's saying don't, don't, be, don't be foolish. Don't blow it. <laughs> In other words, don't blow it on your own selfish desires. You know, but so we have a dilemma, and I'm going to kind of get, get so we can pray. And so we have this dilemma. This is, the, this is what the dilemma is, you know. The dilemma is what is the will of God? You know, many of us are always wondering. Then, then what is the will of God? You know, God, what is your will? Um, there, there's so many things that we have to face. You know, and we're asking God, God, what do you want me to do? Some things you can't open up your Bible and, and find an answer. But He wants us. Uh, it, it, the the Bible says Colossians and um, Colossians one and nineteen. Let me see, is that the Bible says in Colossians 1 and 19 that God wants us to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Write that down. Colossians 1 and 19, God wants us to be filled with the knowledge of his will. So it is clear that God wants you to know what his will is, and, and it's clear that God wants us to be filled with understanding. But the question is, how can I find what the will of God is? How can I find it? You know, how, 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 can, I, how can I find it? And so the first thing, brothers and sisters, uh, is that you've got to be a student of the word to discover what God has to say about the whole range of things in our life. There are some things, yes, that God does not say specifically, but when you know the word of God, you know what fits and what does not fit into the word of God. You understand that? And so God helps us. God will help us. To know what his will is. Another thing, brothers and sisters, is that you've got to have godly counsel. Counsel of experienced godly men and women. The Bible tells us in Proverbs twelve and 16, 12 and fifteen to hearken to, 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 to the counsel, to, to hearken to counsel is wise. Proverbs twelve and fifteen. Hearken to hearken to counsel is wise. Many of us are trying to go at this by ourselves. We're trying to figure it all out by ourselves, and it's not going to work. And so, um, you know, like I said, there are many areas in our life that we need to make decisions in, but there is no reference in the Bible, you know, where do I go to work? Where do I live? Where do I marry? But God helps us. God will help us to know his will. And this is where, what time is it, Jesus? This is where the Holy Spirit will come in. Write this scripture down. Philippians 2 and 13 says that it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So that word will there, God It means to desire, to purpose, to determine. When the Bible says that God is working in you, what it's saying is that God is active in you. God is effective in you. God is putting supernatural ability in you. When he says uh, he's working in you, um, he's talking about God is uh, putting something in you to help you. The Bible says God is at work within you. What is he doing? What is he at work doing? He is putting something in you to help you. Now, what has God put in us to help us? If we need help, that means we have a weakness. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 3 and 20 that there is a power that works within us. What is that power? It is the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in Romans 8 and 26 that the Spirit helps us with our infirmities, for we do not know how to pray what we should pray for. But the Spirit, this is the power, this is the help, this is the way that we know what the will of God is. We must have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. When the Bible says that he helps us, that word help there, it means to to take hold together. It means to help in obtaining. It means to participate. And so the Holy Spirit is participating with our infirmities. Infirmities is just our weaknesses. When you don't have enough strength, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you. And so there is a... Partnership. There is a working of the Holy Spirit and the will of God. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, we just read this, uh, to be not drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. Now, the context of this is talking about knowing the will of God. He said, don't be drunk. With, with stuff of this world. You got to be drunk, drunk, y'all know what drunk means. It means to be intoxicated, to be under the influence of something. He's saying, don't be drunk with alcohol. He's saying, I, 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 I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come under the influence of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Allow, because see, when you're drunk with wine, your senses are subject, your mind and your emotions are subject to the influence of the alcohol. You, you know, um, your senses are dead. But when he's saying don't be filled with wine, he said but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Allow your senses and your minds and your emotions to come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And then he tells them, he says, to, to, to speaking unto yourselves. I didn't, I didn't read the, the next one in, in 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies in your heart to the Lord. He, he's talking to us, brothers and sisters, uh, about our spiritual man. This is how we know the will of God. There are things that you just know. You, 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 you can, Well, people will say, well, how do you know? I just know. I know because, because I'm connected to the one who knows. The Bible says that no one knows the mind of a man except for the spirit that is within him. And so he said, but we have the mind of Christ. Well, how do we have the mind of Christ? The only, the only person who knows the mind of God is the spirit of God that is within him. The Bible tells us that this same spirit is on the inside of us. And so you may not be able to open up your paper Bible and point to it, but you know it because his spirit is within your spirit and he's talking to you. He is helping you with infirmities that you don't understand. But if you, if you don't take the time to build a relationship, if you don't take the time to pray in the Holy Spirit. If you, if you don't take the time to come away and to pull away and to, to turn off your cell phone, turn off the television, get away from social media and spend time with the Holy Spirit so that he can reveal to you what God's will is for your life. This is how you gain revelation. The Bible says that he will begin to speak mysteries to us. What are mysteries? A mystery is a hidden purpose and a plan. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, when we begin to speak in tongues in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that he will begin to reveal mysteries to us, things that you do not know. And, and people will say, I don't think that you should take that job, but you will know you should take that job. Why it is? it the Holy Spirit? Spirit has revealed to you what the mind of God is for. But if you just wait on Tuesday morning and Thursday morning for prayer, you're not going to get it. The reason you come here, the only reason you come here with us on Tuesdays and Thursdays, this place is like a gas station. This 563-999-1539, this is like a gas station. You come when you're running out of gas, you get a little low, you come and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you get a little bit more gas to kind of help you going, but baby, you got to make sure that all throughout the week that you're doing what you know you need to do to keep your cup full, to keep your cake full, and when you begin, as you begin to speak in the Holy Ghost, as you begin to pray in tongues, uh, uh, God will strengthen you. The Bible says that his spirit will strengthen and energize you. And what will begin to happen, brothers and sisters, is that your spiritual ears will become open and, and, and you will begin to listen with spiritual ears. And there, there will be an overflow to you and God will begin to, 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 to reveal words and pictures and, and things will begin coming to you. And, and, and you, don't, you know, people will, will, will not be able to see what you see. And it's because they're not connected to God the way you're connected to God. That's why you got to stay with people that's connected who can say to you, my spirit bears witness to what you are saying. Or or they can say, I don't have a witness in my spirit. Let's pray. Let's pray a little bit more. But brothers and sisters, I'm I'm saying to you this morning, I want you to commit to building spirit your relationship with the Holy Spirit, so that the next decision you make will be your best decision. We have made enough decisions that have pushed us back, that have altered us that has that has halted us but i'm saying to you this morning brothers and sisters that your next move will be your best move because you are connected to the mind of god through the spirit and the power and the person of the holy ghost and i want you to begin committing to praying in tongues pray in tongues every day Get down on your knees and pray sometimes you don't you may not be able to get in your. sit in your chair and pray, sit in your bed, turn off the TV, close your eyes, lift up your hands, and pray in the Holy Ghost. Allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you so that you can get the mind of God for your life. you can get the mind of God for your purpose, so you won't quit paying all this money for all these coaching programs and and going to all of these seminars and all of these webinars, trying to get what's already on the inside of you. You will know the word of God. God tells us to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Come on. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we bless you. Hallelujah. We glorify your name. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. There is no God but you. Yes, God. Hallelujah. And we give you glory. Hallelujah. We lift you up. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. For waking us up this morning. We thank you. Hallelujah. For starting us on our way. We thank you. For giving us a mind to want to come and to press into you. A mind to want to come and to press into your presence. A mind to want to come in and to press into your work. Thank you. Hallelujah. For giving us the desire of our heart to seek after you, Father. We join in with David this morning and say, early will I seek thee. Father, we are seeking your face early this morning. Father, we are in need of you. We are in need of your help. We are in need of your will. We are in need of your instructions. We are in need of your directions, Father. Many of us can no longer afford to make another mistake concerning our own lives, Father. Many of us, hallelujah, are in dire need of instructions, Father. I thank you this morning that you did not leave us by ourselves, hallelujah. I thank you that you gave us the comforter, hallelujah. I Thank you that the comforter has come and your word tells us, hallelujah, that he will teach us all things. So, Spirit of the living God, we invite you this morning. We invite your presence into our lives. Spirit of the living God, Holy Spirit of God, we invite you to speak to us, lead us, and guide us. Holy Spirit. Spirit, we give you permission to order our steps. Whatever it is that we are doing that may be causing us to walk away from God's perfect will for our lives. Holy Spirit of God, we ask that you would order our steps. This morning, Father, we're asking God that you would order our steps in your word. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus for whatever decision that we are trying to make. Father, I pray, God that if there is a word, a scripture that we have read uh, concerning that word, I pray, God, that you would bring it back to our remembrance. Uh, I thank you, Father, that you told us that the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, uh, would bring all things to our remembrance. Uh, So, Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, hallelujah. Uh, We thank you for the Holy Ghost. Uh, We thank you for the supernatural power uh, of your spirit that is on the inside of us. We decree and declare this morning that we will not make decisions and we will not make plans that are contrary to your will for us. Father, we don't want to do those things that we desire, that are not your desires for us. So, Father, now in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would open up the eyes of our understanding. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would give us divine understanding. I pray, God, for the seven. <laughs> Spirit of God to be upon us. I thank you for the spirit, of the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, and the utmost fear of Jehovah shall be upon us in name of Jesus. Father, we don't want to be blindsided in this season of our lives. Father, we do not want to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Satan desires to assist us as we, but we thank you that the Holy Spirit has prayed for us, that in this hour and in this season, that our faith would tell us not, Father, we thank you that we know Jesus, that we are living in perilous times, we know, God, that we are living in the last of the last days, men are lovers of themselves more than they are lovers of you, Father, we know that men are truth-breakers, we know, Father, that they have they do not have the natural affection that you have given us, Father. We know, God, that in this season and in this hour, there are many that have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of the Holy Ghost. But, Father, I thank you now in the name of Jesus that you have a remnant. You have a remnant that still believes you. You have a remnant that still stands for what you believe and what you have told us is right. And so, Father, I pray this morning, I pray for the remnant. I pray for the remnant who will not compromise. I pray for the remnant who will not give in. I pray for the remnant who will not back down. I pray for the remnant who will not turn away. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for the remnant this morning, the remnant who made the decision to hold up the blood stained banner of Jesus Christ I'm praying this morning I'm praying for the remnant who's saying it's for God I'll live and it's for God I'll die I'm praying for the remnant this morning who have made the decision that they will not compromise the righteousness of God I pray this morning for men and women everywhere who desire to fulfill your will in this earth I pray God in the name of Jesus that you will strengthen them. If you will strengthen them on the inside, I pray God that you will strengthen their enemy man in the name of Jesus. I know, Father, that the many are weak, God. I know that many, God, are turning away. I know, Father, that the enemy is causing even the very elect to be deceived. I know, Father, in this last day that men have itching ears, but I pray God in the name of Jesus, for those that are holding on to you with all they had, I pray, God, that you would bless them, that you would bless them indeed because they're holding on to you. I pray, God, for a blessing. I pray, God, for a miracle. I pray, God, for a breakthrough in the name of Jesus, Father. I pray, God, this morning that you would come and see about your people. Come and see about us, Lord. Come and see about your people in the name of Jesus. Father, I am praying this morning I pray God for my family. I pray God for my aunt curling. Father, I pray God that you would strengthen her body. I pray God that you would strengthen her mind. In the name of Jesus. Father, remember Divine. Remember Ronnie. Remember Jamal, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Remember Shell, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Comfort my family this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you. I bless your name, hallelujah. I glorify your name, hallelujah. I lift your name on high, hallelujah. Hallelujah, make us warriors. Make us prayer warriors, Lord. Make us intercessors, intercessors who war in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah, make us strong. Fortify our hearts, fortify our minds in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And we thank you. That we decree and declare this morning that we're not coming back down. We decree and declare this morning that we're not changing our mind. We decree and declare this morning that we're not changing our testimony. Hallelujah. We believe God. We stand for God. We'll do what your will is. And we join in with Christ who say, nevertheless, not my will, but let thy will be done. There's a nevertheless in our spirit this morning. We don't understand it, but we're saying nevertheless. We don't have all the answers. But we're saying, nevertheless, we don't have all the money, but we're saying, nevertheless, we may not have the credit that we need, but we're saying, nevertheless, whatever you tell us to do in this tower, we're going to do it. It will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Be with us on today. Lead us and guide us. Allow your spirit to speak to us. Our spirits are at attention, and whatever you say, we promise we'll do. Whatever you say, we'll promise we'll repeat. What, however you lead us, that's where we'll follow. Lead us and guide us. Hallelujah. Let your spirit be with us in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Father, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart, we pray that they'll forever be acceptable in my sight. Oh, Lord, you are our strength. And you are our Redeemer. Let every heart that believe it say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, know that I'm praying with you and for you as you commit your time to pray. Pray, 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 pray by yourself. Pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray, pray, brothers and sisters. Pray. I want you, my um, uncle passed away this morning. Pray for my family, I you would pray for I ask that you would pray for my aunt Carolyn, my cousin Ronnie, my cousin Jamal, my cousin Devon, and that you would pray for the Sattler and Walker family. Um, I'll be heading home soon, so keep us keep keep my family in your prayers. Amen. I love you. With the love of the Lord, we will be back here on Thursday at 6 a.m. Because the Bible is right. When Zion prevails, she shall bring forth. God bless you. Walk with Jesus today. Shalom. Bye-bye.